Welcome to the Babble Room, the podcast where we babble on about the things that fascinate us and hopefully fascinate you too. Hello and welcome back to the Babble Room, the podcast where we talk too much and giggle about it. My <laughs> name is Amelie and I'm joined with Mega Knight. Okay, that's a new one. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thank you. You know what? I have so much fun with intros lately, so I'm just like. Keep That's going okay. At it. You should just do all the intros. I hate intros. If you if you want to do them, please continue doing them. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll see how you feel next time we record. All right. I have to ask you the question, even though I already know the answer. But oh, this is fun. From one to ten, mm-hmm. how much of a Star Wars fan are you? I'd say I sit at a solid six. Interesting. I like the movies. I grew up on the originals. Like my parents had had them recorded on VHS tapes, and like we would watch them over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, when the new ones came out, like with you and McGregor, I went to see those in the movies. They're they're great. Like every like a lot of like the the like hardcore Star Wars fans, are like oh my god, they're horrible. I'm like, they were good movies. And then the new new ones came out. Mm-hmm. They were okay. Like they weren't. They weren't great. They weren't as good as the other ones, I thought. Um, but, like, I've never seen the animated series. I've never seen anything other than the movies. If you ask me a question about Star Wars, I'll be like, Anakin? Darth Vader? Okay. That's about it. Okay, so who would be your favorite character, then? Uh, my favorite character... I have a soft spot for you and McGregor, so it'd have to be Obi-Wan. All right. To be fair, I also don't remember the names of a lot of the other characters, so he's one that I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but yeah, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Great, because today we're talking about the real Star Wars queen, a.k.a. Queen Amidala, a.k.a. Queen Genepil. As some of you may know or may not know, um, the character of Padme Amidala played by Natalie Portman when she was only 16 mm-hmm. in Star Wars Episode 1, was inspired by Mongolian queen who happened to be the last consort queen of Mongolia. That's so cool. Did you heard about her before? I have heard of her. The only reason I've heard of her is because of a website called Rejected Princesses by Jason right. Borath. And he basically tells the stories of princesses that would make it in a Disney movie. Like, I highly recommend you go check it out. He's um, an animator and an artist, and he used to work for Pixar. But he kind of branched out. He has a few books out. Anyway, highly recommend that website. I remember hearing her name. I do Mm -hmm. not remember anything about her story. Great, because tonight I'm going to tell you the whole story about her. Yay! How fun is that? It's very exciting. I feel like a junior historian now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a trainee. Yeah, I know. I'm just like not talking about like um, astrology shit tonight. I'm just like, no, look at me. I'm being a historian. That's adorable. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So Jennifer was born Sayanpil in 1905 in Outer Mongolia, mm-hmm. which was located outside of King Dynasty territory. Let me explain. Thank you. Mongolia was under the king rule, um, king as in Q-I-N-G, 
at the time. So it was basically rule of the dynasty over the Mongolian steppe. Mm-hmm. Um, steep or steppe? I don't know, but that's the geographical area, right? Yeah, it's... Yeah, steppe? Um, steppe or steep. Steppe. Steppe. Is it it's S-T-E-P-P? An, yeah. Steppe. Okay, so steppe. Is, steppe. <laughs> it's a Nico region characterized by grassland plains without trees apart from those near rivers and lakes. Okay. That's what it is. Including Outer Mongolian um, for AMAGs, a.k.a. leagues. AMAGs is spelled A-I-M-A-G-S. Okay, AMAGs. AMAGs? AMAGs. Yeah, you know, sure. I, like, I'm not going to go too far into it. I'm just That's like, this, okay. is, this is what it was written. So I'm just spelling it wrong as usual because I like it. So <laughs> that's just who I am. You got to <laughs> give yourself more credit. We don't speak these languages. This is that's already right. very good. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you got to be nice to yourself. And if you can't be nice to yourself, I got to be nice. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely. Okay, so I'll be nice to myself. Thank you. Uh, so Outer Mongolian had like four leagues and because I'm not pronouncing that word again. And Inner Mongolian uh, had like six leagues. Um, from the- So what is a league? Uh, I think it's like regroupments of... So is it like an, an like ethnically different peoples or is it like... No, I think it's just uh, like... Different chieftains or different kings or... I think it's like leagues as in like smaller regions with... Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, there was no really leaders in that thing because there was um, a king ruling over Mongolia. But could it be like, if we compare it to Canada, Canada has provinces, Mongolia would have leagues. Yeah. Kind of, okay, perfect, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah, from the 17th century to the fall of the dynasty around um, 1911, 1912. Okay. It was like, it's very, um, like some say that the dynasty fell around like, fell exactly in 1911 and others Mm -hmm. say 1912 so it's various conflicting conflicting information in other words mongolia was divided between outer and inner which was um outside of the king dynasty and the king dynasty being the largest region in which the king k-i-n-g was living so yeah. So um, the the King Dynasty had a king. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Just just making sure I got that. Yeah. Um and it uh, the King Dynasty started in 1644. Okay. FYI. So allegedly Say and Phil was living in outer Mongolia, more precisely in northern Mo- Mongolia around the Balden Bereven monastery. Okay. Monastery? Yeah. Monastery. Monastery. Yeah, I was just like, it sounds wrong. <laughs> <So> <laughs> as I was saying, it was like, it sounds a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a Buddhist monastery that grew to be one of the most important in Mongolia around the mid-19th century. Okay. In 1923, Sayin Pil, who was 18 at the time, was chosen among a group of women aged from 18 to 20 years old to succeed Queen... Dundog Dulim, 
who died the same year. Okay, so if I understand this right, they chose multiple women who could maybe be the queen? The next queen, yeah. And, and they were these like proposed brides for the son or were they just... For the king who was already, already king, right? Okay. Yes. It, so okay. So basically, um, I'll talk about I'll talk about oh. him a bit Sorry. later. No, it's mm-hmm. okay. I'll talk about him later. But like the king was married to um, Queen Don Dog Dolan for mm-hmm. about like two decades, which is like quite. Oh, a that's long a long time. Yeah, and she died of um, illness, as I remember oh. reading. So yeah. Um, so and- he was basically on the lookout for a new bride. Not him personally, because he was opposed to it, because he was just like, uh, it was the love of my life, so I don't feel like marrying again. And um, his advisors. Yeah, his advisors was just like were just like, Sir, you really need to like your majesty, you you like we would recommend for you to just marry another woman because blah 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 blah. Is so, this because sorry, I know I this is my historian no, brain talking. Fine. Is this because he did not have an heir, or is this because the position of queen was like an actual political position and it he was a political yeah, because it was an actual okay. political position. And he had okay. children with um with the queen. So he just like he needed somebody to fill that role that role politically. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, so yes, so she was selected by the king's counselors, like I said, um, despite the king's opposition into a second marriage, like I said, because the king was just like, you know what, she was the love of my life and she died and I'm sad and I don't want another wife. That's really sweet. Not a lot of kings have that philosophy. No, I know. Like it's, but they were in a really happy marriage, apparently. Love matches are very rare throughout (laughs) history. Yeah. An interesting fact is Saiyan Bill was also already married to a man named, and I'm so sorry for my pronunciation, Love Sandaba. Huh. Love Sandaba. Yeah. So she was. So she was already married, but she was chosen to become queen. Yeah, because, um, and, and they knew about it. Like the advisors, the, the counselors knew about that, but they were just like, you know what? It's, it's fine because you need to fill the political position. And the king was just like, huh. yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I don't mind. So, yeah. Okay. So, I have questions, but please continue. Okay. Do you want to ask them now or? Well, I'm just wondering if they're looking for somebody to marry the king, why would they purposefully look at somebody who's already married? Did she have like outstanding characteristics oh, that made oh, her you know appealing what? to the job? No, no. You know what? I just remembered the main reason why she was chosen is because. Mm-hmm. Um, so the king was a Buddhist, right? Well, they mm-hmm. all were Buddhists. And in the religion, they took the women that the birth date matches, matched it, match, match <gasps> the, like match. The, the, the one of the deceased queen. <sighs> so they were just like, it's like she is the reincarnation of the queen because of her birth date. So that's why she was destined to be chosen. Okay, but like her birthday as in she died and this other person was born on the day she died or as in they just share the same birthday regardless of the year. It did not say and like how huh. like 
how it was exact how okay well it explains why she was chosen yeah like i did i didn't find the details of like um if it was like the the death date of the of the Mm -hmm. queen or if it was like both of them shared like a similar birth date but um i just i just don't know because it wasn't like written because we don't have you know what like i researching and onto her like uh I I could not find like a precise birth date. It was just like, oh, she was born that year, but like I don't know which month, I don't know which day, so yeah. I don't I like I can't say, but you can usually find a lot of information about the men, not so much about the women. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened because some people tried to erase her from history. So hmm. has uh, has many women before as well in history. So she was plucked out of where she was living, taken to the king and she became the queen right uh yeah basically so yeah so like i said they knew about her marital situation and they were just like you know what we don't care because your birth date matches the one of the queen so like technically like they were really they were big believers of reincarnation so they Mm -hmm. were just like she is the queen's reincarnation so therefore she is the new queen to be Perfect. Um, That's a sound argument. Yeah. So Tseyenpil left the outer to live with the king um, Bogd Khan or Bogd Kanate, which translates... That's his name? Uh, it's the name that it was that he was giving when he became the king. So it's his, uh, his royal name. Yeah. So basically his name, uh, Bogd, Bogd Khan or Bogd Kanate... Um, translate to holy ruler. Huh. That's humble. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was like, he didn't choose a name. Like they, they gave him the name <laughs> and he was, okay. a, I think he was a Buddhist um, monk, I think. Okay. Before, before, um, before being the king, of course. Like I said, it was the, like he was named um, holy ruler. His real name is quite long it's like a sentence so i'm not going to pronounce it but yes his name changed when he was proclaimed ruler of mongolia and so did sayenpil whose name changed to jenepil when she was assessed to the throne that sounds like a flower i don't know what it means because i looked into it and i couldn't like um find the the meaning of her name so i really like search into it but uh there was nothing because women. Um, <laughs> throwing a little shade, you know. <laughs> That's fair. So That's fair. Jennifer lived with uh, Bogd Khan until his death in 1924. So less than a year after Queen Dundag Dullim died. Well, when it's true love, it's true love. So, yeah. So she basically stayed with him for less than a year. Mm-hmm. Also, around that time... The monarchy was abolished. Fun. After that, there was no reason to stay in the Mongolian court, right? So she returned to her family in the northern region. Hmm. In 1937, Jenepil was accused by the Mongolian People's Republic of gathering material in order to stage an uprising with help of Japan. Hmm. Meaning that like, she was trying to restore the monarchy, apparently. That would make sense. Allegedly. 
Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. So the Mongolian People's Republic was a socialist state which existed from 1921 to 1992, which is quite a long time. That's a long time. And it was ruled by the Mongolian People's Revolutionary Party that maintained close links with the Soviet's uni- Soviet Union sorry, through history. Why am I not surprised? So, yes. Leading to that accusation, she was arrested and executed in 1938 at the oh. young age of 33 years old. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, quite sad because she was accused of doing stuff that she wasn't doing. She just went back to her family, but they really needed to erase the monarchy, right? So... so so she wasn't actually planning an uprising? She was just leaving, no, living No, she wasn't. Peacefully. She just went back to her family and went aye, back aye, to aye. her previous husband that she loved and be like, yeah, I'm just going to go back to my normal life. But then they That's were just tragic. like, oh, you know what? She's the only one remaining alive. So we need to erase her from history. I mean, any <laughs> any good conqueror knows that he needs to get rid of the competition. But like, mm. oh. That's so sad. So it's like kind of a kind of a Mongolian witch trial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so the inspiration behind the costume of Padme Amidala was taken from a 1921 picture of Queen Jinnipil dressed into a traditional Mongolian attire. That's so cool. Yeah, it is really cool, except that now we would consider it to be cultural appropriation, but yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not it, wrong. Yeah, I mean, the movie was made in 1999, so like it was a different. Wait, what? The it came out in 99. No, it didn't. Yeah. No, it came out in the mid 2000s. So there's mm. no way that came out in 1999. I, yo, I googled it. <laughs> 1999, like Star Wars Episode One. Are you serious? Yeah. What? Oh God, I feel old. Right. It was a while ago. So, yeah. So, let's say that in 1999, they didn't have the... Um, wasn't the same mentality, they, was it? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, they weren't woke, but that's not the, like, that's not the <laughs> thing to say. That's not exactly it. No, no. It was just like, they were not like as aware of cultural appropriation as we are now today. Or they were aware, it just wasn't as mainstream as it is maybe but like i think most of the people didn't like realize that her costumes was taking from yeah i mean culture right like i mean i i would never thought about it and like i've seen it when i was younger but not the movie Mm -hmm. but like i've seen the posters and stuff Mm -hmm. um because why would i watch star wars movie (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) yes we haven't touched on that yet which (laughs) is weird considering we're at the end of the episode but you don't like star wars i mean i might like it one day but like i really like i tried several times watching the first movies Mm -hmm. and i'm just i can't get through it without falling asleep because i feel yeah if you've grown up with them it's more of a sense of nostalgia versus like if you watch them for the first time in today one or 2022 when you're Mm -hmm. just like you know what technology is like and movies sfx is just like so much of course so much advanced now and Mm -hmm. you try to watch it you're just like what is this is this a joke 
Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, what are your thoughts on Baby Yoda? Oh, my God. Okay, he's the cutest. That's the only Star Wars thing that I really like. Freaking adorable. He is the best part yeah, of okay, the Mandalorian no, I love and Boba Fett. I love him. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? Like, I wanted to um, do a little quick side note because in the previous podcast, you talked about Tsar Nicholas II, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. I just wanted to let you know a little history nugget. Oh, I like this. Yeah. So, um, sorry, Nicholas II um, built a house, like a winter house, a two-story mm-hmm. winter house for for the bug can, mm. apparently. I did not know that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, and it's called the Palace of Bud Can. And it's uh, that's yeah. some pretty cool synchronicity. Yeah, and it says it's a winter house, so that's cool. It looks mm. quite nice. Also, you can Google it; it looks really cool. I mean, I would live there. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, if it has the word palace in it, sure, sign me oh, up. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I meant. I was just like, you know, you know, like how much of a princess I am. I would live there. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, palace? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm coming. Just let me grab my bag. <laughs> Just one moment, please. Looking at my valet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was um, that was what I found about the um, the real Star Wars Queen. There was a little, very little information about her, but I thought that it was really important to talk about her as a Star Wars fan myself. No, I'm kidding, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. as sure. Mm-hmm has a very like has a very nice woman in history and mm-hmm. also that like they really tried to erase her from history but like there's still this little information about her so I think it's quite important to still make her live of course in memories we, and stuff, um, so, yeah there's a saying that says that this is a history saying but like even micro histories are worth telling and that's basically what it means is that just because there's not that much information or just because it was like an isolated place or incident, mm-hmm. not to say that, I mean, she was empress, like she was very important, but just because we don't have a lot of information does not mean that that story is not important to tell exactly, and it's not relevant to the larger narrative. Right. So definitely. Yeah. And like she, I mean, from what we know, she didn't choose this. She was kind of thrown into it. Yeah, which is and quite as soon interesting. As it was over, she went back. Mm-hmm. Which, which I find like this is what I this is what I find the most interesting. Is like this regular eighteen year old mm-hmm. girl who was living like. Can we talk about the life. fact that she was eighteen and already married? Like yeah. I know this is the early nineteen hundreds, but like still. Yeah, it was. Like that at the time, I want to say it was. I know, but like I keep imagining yeah. myself eighteen year old when I was quite, that age. Yeah, it's quite it's quite young. You're like um, you're still a child. Would, you're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you're still a child. I mean, I'm not the same person I was when I was eighteen. Oh, same, so. same. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, if I'm married, yeah, at eighteen, <laughs> forget. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, also, they were would have living had a very different life. Yeah, fairly. But like, also, they were living in um, in different conditions. So, I mean, of course, I'm pretty and sure she was were... in partying and stuff. I'm sure she was um, no doing her duty and um, yeah. I mean, of course, and being the last the last empress of Mongolia. That's pretty impressive. 
thank you thank you for your research that was really cool well thanks to you for listening to um to this one i was just like you know what i when i saw this i was just like i thought about you and i was just like <laughs> i know she likes star wars and this is quite a, like a, a really cool badass queen to talk about all right you guys so thank you so much for listening if you liked this episode you know where to find us you can follow us on social media at The Babble Room on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye! Bye.